In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read some verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting from verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. In this passage, St. Paul explained that God actually wanted to reconcile with us in His Son, Jesus Christ. So, He sent His Son to carry our sins. As He said, He made Him who knew no sin to be sent for us. He carried our sins that we become righteousness of God in Christ. Then once we are righteous in Christ, we can be reconciled. Because before this, we cannot be reconciled. Because there is no fellowship between light and darkness. That's why our ministry is called Ministry of Reconciliation. As we read in verse 18, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And he elaborated more in verse 19, God in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Why? Because the Son carried our sins and he committed to us the word of reconciliation committed to whom to the servants to the ministers so the servants the ministers go and preach now you are a new creation in jesus christ now your sins are forgiven now you are righteous please we plead we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled of god that's why when we ordain any deacon in any rank, chanter, reader, subdeacon, etc., or a priest, we ordain them after the reconciliation prayer. Because our ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. Bishops and the patriarch are ordained after the epraxis, the book of Acts, because their ministry is a continuation of the ministry of the apostles. But priests and deacons are ordained 
after the reconciliation prayer because as St. Paul said he has given us the ministry of reconciliation and St. Paul used a beautiful description of the servants in verse 20 he said we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us so I like to speak today about we Sunday school servants as ambassadors of Christ first what is the definition of the ambassador ambassador actually represent the government on behalf of the president so we represent the church on behalf of God that the word ambassadors and they supervise the the rest of the definition of the ambassador they supervise and lead all foreign service employees in the country where they work and who are strangers here in this world because the world is a foreign country to us our home is in heaven so are here as sojourners we are foreigners in this world we are not of this world so the Sunday school servants or the clergy they supervise and they lead the believers in this foreign country in this foreign land who are sojourners here that is the definition so we should perceive ourselves we are representing the church on behalf of Christ to supervise and to lead the believers in this foreign country in this world in which we don't belong to it although we are living here as the Lord said I don't ask you to take them out of the world but to protect them from the evil one and he told us several times you're not of this world if you were of this world the world would have loved you but you are not of this world and St. Paul said our citizenship is in heaven so here we are sojourners we are strangers we are foreigners here in this land what is your qualification as an ambassador number one you are created in the image of God after his likeness and as a person who are born again Christian in baptism and a person who is growing every day toward spiritual maturity then you are or you should be allied to the world because if you are not allied to the world how can to supervise and lead the believers in this foreign country how a blind person can lead a blind person both of them will fall into ditch how darkness can lead another person so we need to ask ourselves are we walking in the light am I the light to the world otherwise 
How can I call myself a Sunday school servant? Also, you need to be influential. A good leader, a good supervisor should have influence on others. That's why the Lord did not say only you are the light of the world, but he said you are also the salt of the earth. Light of the world to enlighten the way, to lead them in the right way, but salt of the earth to have an influence, to have an effect on others. You know, when you add salt to the food, actually it changes the taste of the food. It makes the food actually taste good. And also it protects when they want actually to protect from corruption. They add salt as a preservative. So we as Sunday school servant, we should add good taste to the world. Meaning, the world is full of corruption, immorality, no ethics. But now, when we live according to the biblical morals, the biblical standards, and we influence others to live according to this moral, so this group of the believers in the middle of the world will give good taste to the world and also will preserve the world from corruption. There is big difference between a Sunday school servant who is conformed to the world. You cannot differentiate him from the children of the world. Then this salt has lost its flavor. Instead of influencing the world, he became conformed to the world. My role is not to be conformed, but to transform the world. Not only for myself to be transformed, but also to transform the world in God's grace. But if I am conformed to the world, then I lost my flavor. And as the Lord said, if the salt lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Also, in order to be influential, you need to support, you need to support people who feel down or go through difficult time or through hard time. When Joshua started his ministry, Joshua was afraid to come after a great leader like Moses, this actually created a lot of insecurity in the heart of Joshua. What the Lord did to him, he appeared to him and supported him. He told him, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I am with you. No one will stand against you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. He encouraged him and he supported him. Jeremiah, when he started his ministry and he was young, the Lord told him, don't say I am young, I will be with you, I will put my word in your mouth. 
Again, our ministry as ambassadors, as representatives of Christ, we need to do his work. Because, again, ambassador, he represents the president. He acts on behalf of the president. And the president here is God. So I will do the work of God to support the people, to support the lowly, to support the weak, to encourage them. Also, to be strong and steadfast, because the people will get their strength from God through you. If the people start to see, or your student, start to see that your faith is shaken, you are not strong, then they will be weak. As the Bible says, strike the shepherd and the flock will be scattered. So as a leader, as a representative of Christ, you need to be strong. We did not receive the spirit of timidity, but we received the spirit of love, strength, and might. In uh, Isaiah 61 and was quoted in Luke the Lord said the Holy Spirit is upon me for he has anointed me to preach to the poor to preach to the poor again that's another function as an, an ambassador to plead with the people on behalf of God reconcile with God who are the poor here has anointed me with the Holy Spirit to preach the poor the poor are those who are drifted away the poor are the lost sheep the poor are the ignorant and they don't know so our ministry as it was said about the Lord Jesus Christ he came to seek and save he who is lost. He came to seek and save he who is lost. What do we do with the lost sheep in our classes? What do we do if you have some youth in your class, drug addict, or they don't come to the church, or just busy with the world, distracted with the distraction of the world, are you acting on behalf of Christ and saying, we plead with you, be reconciled with God? There are good news we need to preach. The good news is you are righteous in Christ. He carried your sins. He died on the cross on your behalf. And he is willing to give you a new life. He will not impute your trespasses he forgave all your trespasses come and be reconciled with God now you are righteous now you can be in fellowship with God I think the servant should be like the angels who appear to the shepherd and said to them behold I announced you great joy to the whole world Today was born a Savior, Christ the Lord.
We need actually to carry this message of joy. There is a savior want to reconcile with you. There is a savior. He is born in your heart and he died on the cross in order to give you freedom from the addiction and from any sin. Also, to preach the good news to the poor as representative of Christ, you need to be a good example, a role model. As St. Paul said to Timothy, be an example in word, in conduct, in faith. We need to be example. The Lord has left us example that we walk in his footsteps, as St. Peter said. Now, during the liturgy, we say Jesus Christ, our Lord, fasted for us 40 days and 40 nights. And we repeat this response over and over and over. Why you are repeating it? To say he is an example. If he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, we should fast. We learn from his example. As a Sunday school servant and as ambassador of Christ, are you fasting? Do you pray? Do you spend visuals and prayer? Do you go and wander from place to place serving your students and searching for the lost sheep and confirming those who are in the church? Are you an example or not? How to be a Sunday school servant and for example, you are not fasting? What, what example, what model you are setting before your class? If you are ambassador of Christ, you need actually to be like the Lord in preaching the poor. The Lord served all time, even in the most difficult times. Like what? He served all time everywhere, in houses, in the temple, in the fields, on the mountains, at the seashore, even on the cross. He preached on the cross. He preached good news to the thief on the cross. Sometimes when we are sick, we find excuse to skip Sunday school because I am sick and maybe the sickness is just flu and something very mild. But to say I'm sick, I'll take day off. I'm not going to go to church today. I'm going to skip my Sunday school. You know, the, the Lord, his back was torn in pieces of flesh because of the scourge. And the cross was not a smooth piece of wood. It was a tree. It was very rough. And can you imagine the back of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross? It became more painful because this rough surface has is doing friction with his back. And every movement is very, very painful. And when he speaks, it causes more pain. So when the thief told him, remember me, O Lord, when you come to your kingdom, 
the Lord could have ignored him, but he did not. And he preached the good news to this poor person. And he told him, today you will be with me in the paradise. And these few words caused severe pain. But the Lord endured the pain in order to preach to the poor. As we read in Isaiah and also in Luke. So, are we doing this or not? Are we good ambassadors of Christ or not? Also, we know about God. He resists the proud and give grace to the humble. We read in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 15, people shall be brought down, each man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. Again, who are the poor? If there is a kind boy or girl in your class, and he is bullied by the others, make fun of him, criticize him, sometimes it happens when there is a newcomer just came from Egypt and call them names. And sometimes the Sunday school servant participate in making fun or making jokes about this. But you have a responsibility to preach and to defend the poor. As the Lord resisted the proud and gave grace to the humble. As he said, each man shall be humbled and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. People who are bullying other children, do you stop them? Do you set boundaries for them? Do you teach them how to respect others and how to create atmosphere of love and acceptance? Or you participate with them in making fun and comments about ولد غلبان كده يعني طيب a simple boy when Elijah became afraid from Jezebel and he said to God they forsook your covenant they destroyed your altar they killed your prophets and I am the only one who remained and they seek my soul to kill me. The Lord stood next to him and defended him and told him, don't be afraid. And actually, they did not kill Elijah. And Elijah did not die even. And he ascended alive to heaven. God stood with David when King Saul was chasing him to kill him. So do we stand with the simple, humble people in our classes or not? Even with Leah and Rachel, Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. But God actually stood with Leah who was seeking or begging for the love of her husband. 
And God give her children more than Rachel. Judah is the son of Leah, not of Rachel. And the Lord Jesus Christ came from the descendant of Judah. So according to the flesh, he came from the offspring of Leah. God announced the good news to the poor. If there is a student in your class doesn't have friends, do you support this student? Do you attend his graduation with him to encourage him? Do you attend his birthday? Do you actually encourage him to speak in class? And do you commend him when he speaks? Or sometimes we embarrass them. Sometimes when there is a smart, intelligent, outspoken child in our classes, we get attracted to this boy. We love him. And sometimes it's very clear. But what about the despised? We need actually to support them and to show them love, show them acceptance, show them kindness. A person who was far from the church and returned back, how do you show him acceptance and love? And if the righteous in your class, I mean those who are falsely righteous, start to give this person a hard time, to which side you actually stand and you support? The Lord was invited to dinner at the house of one of the righteous, Simeon the Pharisee. And there was a sinful woman in the city. Her reputation was very bad. And she came to the house. And Simon did not accept that this sinful woman enter his house. And he judged her. And he judged the Lord Jesus Christ himself because he allowed her to wash his feet and to anoint them with oil. But the Lord actually stood with the sinful woman and rebuked the righteous Simeon the Pharisee. To which side we stand? Whom we support? Yes, we need to keep our neutrality. But when those who are hypocrites stand as a stumbling block in the way of the salvation of those repentant and returning back to the church, you need actually to remove any stumbling block. The Lord said to the religious leaders of Israel, you did not enter and you are not allowing those who want to enter to enter. They were like stumbling block. The Lord did not actually turn anybody down. He said, whoever comes to me, I will never cast him away. His heart is open to everyone. He stretched his arm on the cross to be like an open invitation to everyone to come and you will be accepted by the Lord. Also, 
you need to know who you are in the eyes of God as ambassador. You need to know that you are purchased not by gold or silver, but by his own blood. And to be a Sunday school servant, it is not just random or because Abuna or Sunday school coordinator chose you. But before they chose you to be a servant, God actually chose you by name. As we read in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Nothing happened in our life randomly. God chose you and appointed you to be his ambassador, to go and preach the message of salvation, the message of the ministry of reconciliation, the message of reconciliation to others. Also, God has purchased you in the litany for the peace. We say, اقتنن لك يا الله مخلصنا لأننا لا نعرف آخر زهاك. Acquire us to yourself. God has acquired you to himself. As we read in Psalm 139 verse 13 You formed my inward part. You covered me for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So God acquired us to himself, and he made us in a very marvelous way, in a very marvelous way. Just to tell you what do I mean by very marvelous way, any device like phones, they tell you version 1, version 2, version 15, version 20. They improve it all the time. But we don't see this in human being. We don't see version A, version B. God created us in a marvelous way because he is preparing us to be his ambassadors. And God after he called us, he qualified us. He called the apostles who were fishermen. They were not educated, highly educated. And they were weak, maybe fearful. But he called them and prepared them to be ambassadors. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 17, he said to Jeremiah, Therefore prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I command you. Don't be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. So God accepted the weakness of Jeremiah and then he supported him, he strengthened him. So don't let Satan tell you you are not qualified to be a servant to the Lord. 
Yes, all of us are not qualified. But he who called us will qualify us and he will equip us to be his servant. So God accepts our weakness and God works through our weakness and strengthens us. Sometimes God wants us to be weak. Why? As he did with St. Paul. So we rely on him, not on ourselves. So the excellence of power will be from him. If I know I am strong and I rely on my strength, this will hinder the grace of God to work perfectly in me. The Lord said a verse that's very strange a little bit when he said, my power is made perfect in weakness. What does it mean his power is made perfect in weakness? If I realize my weakness, then I will rely completely on his power. Then his power has opportunity to be made perfect. But if I don't realize my weakness and I start relying on my strength and my abilities, this will hinder the power of God to work perfectly in me. So God wants us to realize our weakness and to admit it. So we rely completely on him. So his power will be made perfect in me. The content of our ministry or the subject of our ministry as ambassadors of Christ is reconciliation. Reconciliation. And after two weeks, will start the Holy Week. And the Holy Week focus on the reconciliation between humanity and God that actually was fulfilled on the cross. It is good time right now to call your children, to visit them, to explain to them what reconciliation with Christ means what the reconciliation with Christ means to return back to him and we have to be righteous Abuna in the reconciliation prayer hold Lifafa like triangle in his face and the deacon stand across him raising the cross this Lifafa like triangle is a symbol of the veil that separated us from God. And the deacon is lifting the cross in order to say, through the cross, this veil is broken down. So at the end of the reconciliation prayer, Abuna takes this veil and put it on the left side of the altar. And this means the veil was broken down by the power of the cross. And after this, this long cover, the big cover, the prosperine, is removed to symbolize the resurrection of Christ. And we start the liturgy of the believer after this. So that's the reconciliation. Our ministry is ministry of reconciliation. The good news is there is no veil between God and us right now. There is no enmity. 
are reconciled to him. Not only reconciled, but we are one with him. We are united with him in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call your children, visit them, ask them to come and celebrate the Holy Week in the church and to enjoy this week in which we celebrate our reconciliation with God. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. For he, God the Father, made him, God the Son, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. That's how the reconciliation is fulfilled, because he became sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. In Friday, Theotokia will say, he took what's ours and gave us what's his. What did he take from us? Our sins. And what did he give us? His righteousness. So when we say he took what's ours, he took our sins. And gave us what's his, he gave us his righteousness. That's why let's praise him, glorify him forever. May the Lord help all of us to be faithful and wise in our ministry as ambassadors of Christ. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.